0: Welcome to the truth, the music, and me—the podcast.
1: The truth, the music, and me.
0: I'm Tamara Stewart, and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us. You can drop us a line if you want to send us an email. Podcast at Tamara Stewart Music. Well, here we are at episode six of The Truth, The Music and Me. I'm Tamara Stewart. I'm really glad that you're here. We're coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee in the USA. As you can hear, I'm an Australian. Those of you that are maybe coming in on this episode and wondering uh, who I am and where I come from, well, this is kind of the episode where you'll get the story behind all of that. And this episode is called Dear Hometown. And we'll give you a, a sneak peek of the song in just a moment. But between ruin, recovery and rising, uh, you know, I did take a trip home in the middle there to start putting myself back together, putting my life back together. And for me, that meant really understanding and connecting with where I came from. And, you know, the places and the people and the things that that started me off and where this whole dream started. So that was a great place for me to also kind of recharge my batteries as well and and have love and friendship and family around me. But the coolest thing about co-writing, this is a song I co-wrote with an awesome gentleman, by the name of Bill White and Bill's here in Nashville. We wrote it down on Music Row and we were – he comes from Montgomery City, Missouri and I'm from Marupna, Victoria, Australia. So for us to bring our stories together and stitch them together, we had to kind of talk through to the true elements of what a hometown represents and uh, I came to him with the title, Dear Hometown, I knew that I wanted it to be kind of an ode to where I came from. to mark the distance between where I am and where I was And it was just awesome sitting with Bill And him sharing about, you know, the, the similarities And, you know, we've got a lot of differences in age And obviously where we come from So it was really nice to get those connecting moments That we both had shared in very different lives In very different parts of the world So here's a little listen to uh, how we stitched our stories together For this song, this is Dear Hometown
1: Dear hometown
0: You're a sight
1: for sore eyes It's sure been a long time since I've driven down Little Main Street Or sat on a red-top seat at Johnson's Corner
0: Pharmacy Spun around So it kind of talks about uh, specific things to us that we experienced in our hometown, but I've learned from um, playing this song live that lots of people relate to it. So hopefully you do too. Look, that trip home was, uh, first of all, a a kind of a a last minute decision. It was approaching Christmas. It had been a super tough year. It was the year that that the marriage ended. Uh, it was a really tough year here in Nashville for me, trying to stay afloat and stay focused on what I came here to do and was just sort of spent that year uh, kind of surviving and um, picking up the pieces, sort of moving forward. But I was definitely getting into that stage of starting to feel a little bit excited that, okay, this, this life that I thought was going to be a certain way is not, and it may not be for the worst, you know, it may, you know, I've got an opportunity to welcome in some really beautiful things. So there was a lot of hope in that time as well in the recovery time because although it was challenging and it is challenging for any of you that are going through, you know, any kind of grief or breakup or divorce or perhaps it's a, it's a professional change that you're trying to deal with and, and move through, um, it does have that glass half full half empty balancing on a wire thing well it did for me anyway where some days it was you know it was the doors were closing so that means that obviously there'll be doors opening and other times it was just really feeling that loss and that grief both can coexist I feel in this time as long as you know the focus is to keep moving through, to remind yourself to focus forward rather than constantly obsessing about the past, which is what I myself was very guilty of. It kept me stuck for periods that were longer than they needed to be. But that was my process. I grieved. I got through it my way. It is different for everybody. So although this episode is primarily based around me talking about Marupna, uh, there is a bigger picture here that I really want to talk about, and that is how where we come from shapes us. How are the people that raise us, the people that are around us, that influence us when we're younger, how do those impressions really show up later in life? Um, And obviously we can't answer all of those questions in one little podcast, but just to kind of propose those questions for those of you that are or have gone through this journey yourselves and also the other piece of it is if we do discover things about you know what has shaped us that we want to change or you we kind of want to toss out how do we go about doing that and what's some healthy ways that we can go about putting boundaries and things in place that can truly set us up for you know healthier patterns and healthier relationships. So let me tell you a little bit about Marupna, M-O-O-R-O-O-P-N-A, just to get for anyone who wants to Google it, uh, in Victoria, Australia. It's a great place to come from. I've always said that. I was there born and raised until a week before my 21st birthday when I jumped in my Uh, beat up old Mazda 929 to drive north and chase this music dream even further. But it was the place where, you know, I went to the same primary school, uh, the same high school as my older sisters. Um, And, you know, I I pretty much lived in the one, one or two houses growing up. So my roots were very deep um, and had, were, were well established in Marupna. It was always the place I went back to. I lived in Sydney for, um, for a long time and the central coast of New South Wales. I even lived up, up north um, near Byron Bay for a while um, during my adult life and, and in Tamworth for a very short period of time. Um, music took me to all sorts of places and of course travelling, being around the world and, and being able to get out of Marupna um, was really important to me, that was something that I just knew I couldn't have this life from that home base, so it was nothing personal against Marupna why I left um, it was simply that I could not chase music the way I wanted to um, from that place There's a Got lost in.
1: I was gone, but you would not forgotten. I loved you then, like I love.
0: So I mentioned earlier how it was a last-minute trip that Christmas that I went home to Marupna and, and the one that um, that this song represents on the album and it certainly was. I mean I'd been going through a period of um, making progress and healing and moving forward. My divorce was coming up um, just before this Christmas. was due to be happening in Australia. I didn't need to be present. Um, it was all going to go through Paperwork was going to happen pretty easily. Uh, so there wasn't any need for me to physically be home, but my family is, of course, still there, um, and I have family still in Marupina. Um It was just there were a lot of reasons why I wanted to be home, but I, I, I'd woken up one morning and just it's like a, I was waking up and I was in – I just was – it was that feeling I was so familiar with um, – Maybe apathy, maybe just that feeling of like I'm not happy, I'm not sad, I'm just there. I'm just I'm not feeling anything. There was no new kind of stimulants or happiness or people or energy coming in because number one, quite frankly, I wasn't chasing it or looking for it or searching for it. But I also was still trying to work out how I could exist in this new place and how it was all going to happen. So I was still putting myself back together, basically, let's just say that. And so I woke up one day and I was like, okay, I've am got to do something different. I've got to do something. What do What would I love to do today that would actually spark some kind of new feeling? And I thought, I just want to ring my mum and ring my dad and tell him I'm coming home for Christmas. Um, I just want to feel what that feels like. So I got busy and did some searching and uh, took the plunge and bought the ticket. And then I got to ring my dad and say, hey, dad, guess what? I'm coming home for Christmas and got to do that with mum. And it was just, was awesome. And so I wanted to make sure that that trip home was going to be about me going back and thanking and showing my gratitude and love for the people that really had kept me going that year Um, on the late night phone calls and you know me crying (laughs) on the phone from the other side of the world I wanted to kind of go home and show up and show them that I was okay and to show them love and so I soaked up my family completely and my friends um that trip it was amazing it was so good and although it is challenging um for me and maybe for you too I hope I'm not the only one sometimes it's challenging I'm a very independent person I live a very solo existence on my own schedule I work for myself being a songwriter I really am on my own um kind of life um I don't want to say rules, but, you know, I, I really do live a very independent life. I spend a lot of time alone. I'm so okay with that. Uh, but, yeah, so it can be challenging to go back to family and to be around that. But I just really loved it. I really embraced it. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I, I loved it. And so uh, I remember I flew into Sydney and uh, got to stay with my friend Karen in Sydney for a few days. And then I jumped in a car and drove from Sydney to Marupna. Now, that drives about nine hours, I guess, nine and a half hours. And um, in Australia, we're kind of used to long road trips. So I jumped in the car on my own. I had my playlist ready to go. And I realised when I was in the car that that day that I took that trip home was the actual day that my divorce was being heard in court. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was the same day. So I jumped in that car and drove. And when I realized, you know, on the way home, I knew what time it was happening. Um, It was about halfway through that trip that I realized, well, I guess I'm not married anymore. (laughs) I'm not married anymore. And that was quite, um, quite healing to sort of, you know, wind the windows down. It was a summer day listening to all these songs that I'd pre-planned and I'm like, okay, well, who am I without this? Who was I before this relationship and before the relationships and the choices that I made that really sent me off the path um, throughout my life and where do I want to go? I knew that the next stage of my life I wanted to be completely my own hands on the wheel. I wanted it to be me being fully aware of my responsibilities to steer this thing, pardon the pun, to steer this thing where I wanted it to go. And so on the way home to Marufna, uh, I went via my sister's, Nicole's, and uh, I arrived home and I told her about what was happening. And so we opened a bottle of Moët champagne and... And, yeah, and, and I got to start celebrating Christmas and my beautiful family. So that was the story behind that Christmas. So I ask you from where you're at, it may be just a little thing. Some days for me it was just going for a walk. Sometimes it was buying myself a book or listening to a podcast. I love the podcasts. What could I do today on that day? And that's an extreme (laughs) response um, to buy a ticket to Australia. I'm not saying everybody should buy tickets to Australia, although it's worth the flight um, and worth the trip. You know, is there a small thing you can do to interrupt the program? And as I say, for some days for me, it was just to go for a walk in the local um, Radnor Park, beautiful um, wildlife we have here, just something to interrupt the program. Of and the program being that feeling of just doing the work, doing the work, focusing on that all the time. It's good to do that, but it's also good to, to just step out of that and experience and feel life. Dear hometown Back in 1993
1: I was homecoming queen
0: Grandmama kept my... So I mentioned earlier about how important it was for me to go back and really dissect... Uh, the patterns and the parts and the pieces of me that had shaped who I was and appeared to be <laughs> influencing the choices that I was making in my adult life. I mean, this is stuff from childhood, from growing up, and it's not all bad. It's not all. It's not all about finding someone to blame and pointing the finger. It's it's about accepting what has happened um, in our lives that we have been affected by. Uh, and then realising what our learned response is, which is, can either be anger or um, isolation, avoidance. You know, we can um, be pursuant in relationships or we can be, like, as I said, avoidant in relationships. So it, it brings all these characteristics out in us that are really survival. I mean, without passing any judgment on any of us and me obviously not knowing your story but I can only go inward and say without judging myself to get into the place where I can just observe it without beating myself up or anyone else up mentally or emotionally uh, and going, okay, my response to this is all I can control. How have I responded in the past that does not honour the person I am wanting to be and choose to be to attract the kind of people I want in my life? Um, and how can I find those things and disarm them, you know, so that I'm not constantly going in this cycle of the same, um, you know, the same cycle. It really, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. So to really let something go, first we have to hold it. So I had to hold it. And there are some beautiful ways that I got to do that that I'm very grateful for. I'd mentioned I had an awesome therapist here in Nashville that i went to regularly and i was able to go to which i'm very grateful for i know that for financial reasons people can can be quite challenged by that there are community uh groups and therapists i don't know where you are or what's available in your area but i encourage you to 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 reach out um whether it's the uh online call you know calling the lifeline and and places like that and asking. for advice on where you could go in your area also 12-step programs are, are really cool if i mean i personally used to have a huge stigma around you know 12-step programs because i thought they were just for people that were in active addiction um, i mean i knew they were effective because they were so popular across the world and of course um, aa which is alcoholics anonymous na narcotics anonymous SLAW, which is the sex and love addiction there's a lot of these groups over eaters anonymous um that have this 12-step base and it's it's just a really cool broken down step-by-step focus point on uh, a healthy way to live and uh, it's if you can Um, check it out if you're not already involved in a 12 step program. But the one that I connected with was ACA, uh, because I'm not in addiction, in active addiction. Um, it's adult children of alcoholics. So it's a, it's basically even, even that title in itself doesn't truly capture, uh, what it's about. It's about people that are dealing with dysfunction that have come in from dysfunctional families. Um, or dysfunction in their childhood that has created patterns and behaviours that affect adult life. So to truly open that book and for me to get to that stage of, okay, I'll give this a try, I had to break through a lot of my own mindset stigmas on what what that group was. So I was very, very relieved to find that it had brought me, I was able to really educate myself on me and um, it was a big part actually if I'm honest, um, in being able to take the work I was doing with the 12-step program to my therapist and, um, yeah, and really, I mean, I'm not kidding. I took this pretty seriously. I was going to make the most of this this time to heal and heal properly.
1: Dear hometown, so much of you has changed, but enough of you
0: remains. That I can see me now, dare, dare. So there you have it. That is just a little bit of the story behind the song of Dear Hometown, what it represents on the album and, of course, where we are in the project, which is in recovery, in the healing and uh, moving forward, we're moving through. So just before I tell you about next week's song that I'm so excited about, uh, let me just remind you, if you want to grab a copy of The Truth, The Music and Me, the album, that this whole podcast is sort of stemmed from you can you can go online to apple music and itunes and spotify wherever you buy music online and you can pre-order the album and when you do you get five tracks automatically are available to you so the full album comes out april 5th but prior to that if you pre-order, you get Recovery, which is part two, which is where we are right now. So Ruin is the first five tracks of The Truth, The Music and Me. We are in Recovery, part two, and then part three is coming up in just a couple of weeks' time. As I said, we started at ground zero, we're moving through, and we're going up, and, of course, we're going to have the last round of podcasts will be in rising. So we're moving from Ruin through Recovery, To Rising. And if you want a physical copy of the CD, it's beautiful artwork and just good old fashioned physical CD from track one to track 15 with all of the words and all of the bits and pieces in it, you can grab one from my website. That'll show you or order it from your local record store. The Truth, the Music, and Me, Tamara Stewart is what you ask for. This song, this song has blown my mind with how many of you relate to it. This is the new single, Haunted House
1: a crack above the window in the hallway. The timbers kind of worn in the doorway from my shoes. Has she noticed in the cupboard in the kitchen there's a red wine glass that's missing? That was a you. The night we drank too much Merlot. Couldn't clear the counter quick enough. I want to know how does she fall asleep in my you see the outline no oh, hanging such a long time the photographs you took down can't you smell my perfume i know the sheets in the bedroom are the ones that i picked out how does she fall asleep in my haunted
0: So thank you for joining us on Episode 6 of The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. It's been a pleasure. As always, thank you so much for your emails. Podcast at tamarastuartmusic.com. Keep them coming. And until next week when we bring you Haunted House Episode 7, take care of yourself. True. truth, the music, and me. The-